Welcome to What If. I'm your host, Kareem Ustakni, and today we're together with Teresa Hofmeister. Teresa, thanks for your time. Thanks for Hi. having us. Thank you. Um, before we start, I have to make a quick shout out to the uh, Melia Inside Hotel in Frankfurt East End because they offered their workshop room for us for free. Uh, but we decided just time-wise to make it directly at the Butch Cup in Frankfurt. So thank you guys. Um, Teresa, we're here today at Butch Cup. Uh, and you're here on tour kind of, right? Yes. And um, before we start, Teresa is a hairstylist and makeup artist. Um, she works with clients like Sarah Connor, Bonnie Strange or Lena Gerke. Um, and Teresa, maybe you can tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do. Yes. So my name is Teresa Hofmeister and in the scene, I'm, uh, yeah, everybody knows me as uh, with my nickname Reza. Okay. It comes from my Instagram name and um, my name there is Reza Hair. And uh, yeah, everybody is like, oh, I'm going to Reza Hair. And that's why I just kept that name. So I'm working in the industry and in Berlin like now since almost seven years. I'm owning a shop there and I'm also working as a freelance hair and makeup artist. Like today I'm on tour with a German rap artist. She's a woman, she, uh, her name is Yu and we are on the German tour right now. And this is our second last day today here in Frankfurt. Okay, fantastic. And you make her hair every... I do hair and makeup for her mm -hmm. and I do it uh, every day in a kind of different style. So I travel with her. It's my first time uh, sleeping in a tour bus. Mm -hmm. So it's, um, it's a very cool experience for me too. Cool. How did she got into the uh, hairstyle scene? When mm -hmm. did it start? Were you even as a child a very creative person? No. Mm -mm. My family works for Mercedes. I was crowned by my dad and by my older sister and both um, are, worked there, uh, are working there and um, yeah, doing a normal office job and uh, I wanted to do the same. I wanted to go a bit more creative and wanted to be like an event manager. That was my dream. And I did a, a lot of trainees at Mercedes in that um, business. But um, I met with 15 years a girl in my hometown and she was like very self-confident and she was like, I exactly know what I want to be and I want to be a famous makeup artist and I know the best ways to do education in hairdressing before. And I was so fascinated of her that I was like, wow, we have uh, so much in common, I want, I want to be the same. Oh, wow. And okay. it was a lie because I just wanted to be friends with her. Okay. And um, yeah, years later, I recognized that. And I came home to my dad and I was like, I want to be a hairdresser. And he was like, you crazy. You will never earn a lot of money. You will always have to be with a man to, to have enough money uh, for an apartment and a, a car, for example, like that. <laughs> And yeah, but um, how old were you there? When Fifteen. You... Okay. Fifteen, but if you say no to me, then I, I want to do it for extra. Mm, understood. Yes. And when did you start then? Your I started my education then with sixteen, okay. and um, my dad was not very happy about it. But he had a friend; she was like a, a world champion in hairdressing, and he asked her um, to do like a. Um, a trainership or something like that there and I did it and then I was like yeah I really want to be a hairdresser cool. and I did the education then in Mannheim. Okay 
And then later you went to Frankfurt, right? I went to Frankfurt um, in the beginning for just a makeup school. And my teacher there introduced me to a famous hairdresser in Frankfurt from the scene. And um, then I made a trainer license in Berlin. And then I met like Udo Walz and Sean Reimkahn. I started to work at Chance Place. That was my, my, first, uh, my first three years in uh, Berlin with him working there in a full-time job and then I decided to yeah want to want to try it as a freelance hair and makeup artist Fantastic. then I did that and then I started my own business one and a half years ago and now I have both I have a own salon with 14 people working there for me and uh, I travel a lot with celebrities and influencers and do a lot editorials and campaign shootings like that. Fantastic before we go deeper into that, the three places you worked, like for um, Michael Müller, right, mm. Udo Walz, and the third place that you mentioned, what would you say were the key learnings in each of the places that you learned mm. for yourself? My key learning with uh, my first uh, place in Frankfurt with Michael was um, to be very disciplined in what you do. And if you want to reach a higher level, you need to work on yourself every day. And... Um, yeah, if you fall, you need to get up and do it again and try it again. That was uh, the thing I learned the most when I was younger. Okay. Yeah. With Udo Waltz? Um, I didn't work at Udo's okay. place. Okay. I just uh, did my trial there. But then I decided to to go for the job with Sean. Mm -hmm. uh, Sean introduced me in the world of working with actors, with musicians, working for the big industry for red carpets and that was i practiced there a lot like how do i need to act in front of people like that to be a bit more self-confident and in berlin for a special we had more international clients like in frankfurt frankfurt as well but more business people and berlin is more the creative scene and uh, what chan told me because he he knows my old um was uh, Misha von Frankfurt and he was like, Misha teach you a lot the techniques, how to be very um, um, good in that what you do and how to put a hair color on a head, like to, to work in that um, perfect way. But what I'm going to teach you is how to be your, the best way of yourself. So you can be yourself if you want to wear that pants. It's totally fine for me because I want to be, I want to have every one of my hairdressers being like a special individual. Okay, fantastic. So you learned both worlds. Both really. worlds, yeah. And now you're working as a freelancer, right? Mostly and with your own salon. Yes. Uh, and um, what are like some of the topics that you're currently most fascinated in the hair scene? Like uh, wigs, you mentioned, I believe. Yes, I started to uh, build my own wig brand last year because I had a, a client and she, she turned very sick because of uh, cancer. And that was my first time I did a custom wig for somebody. And uh, yeah, it's um, mouth by mouth. Everybody talked about it then. And now I have my client Bonnie. Uh, she's a big influencer from Germany. She's wearing all my custom made wigs. And of course, she's making a lot of advertisement for me. And um, that's when everything started. And uh, now I want to work more in that um, and want to help people who really need one. Right. And also for fun, for fashion, for fun, for shootings, but mostly for people who really need it. Okay. But and also what I would find interesting with all the experts you work with, right? Because all your clients are people who are 
pretty much expert in their own industries. Yeah. Um, do you learn a lot on a daily basis from them? Of course. And um, would you say there are a few things that you learned the most from your clients? I always thought the, um, the biggest thing in my job is to be very creative. You need to be creative as fuck and you need to be like, yeah, everybody need to look at you and be like, wow, she's the best and she did the most arty work. But a lot of my, especially musician clients or actors, where do you think? Wow, they're so creative. They taught me it's not everything in life to be very creative. You need to be disciplined every day. And that is what I am since I'm a kid. And I always uh, thought that it's not the best thing in my business. I need to be more creative. And um, that's what I learned the most, that it's fine to be like I am and to be very disciplined. And uh, yeah, all the creativity comes with it. Okay, fantastic. And now that you're launching your brand with the Wix and also mm -hmm. extensions, yeah. um, why do you think both of them are important? Um, I guess in my job it's very important because when you see all the famous stars from the States, especially the Kardashians, they wear every day another hair color and that's what what people gonna do in the future here in Germany. I, I mean, I hope so, because it's more that more like an accessory that you, you, you can put on different clothes every day, you can put on different makeup every day. So why not today blonde and tomorrow green hair? Right, right. Yeah. Okay, and you also had the example of a friend's friend who got cancer. Yes. And um... yeah, we made the we made the wig on a uh, on. Um, we saw a picture of her. I never met her before because she lived in Munich. I saw a picture of her hair and I created like the same length and color uh, and volume like she had on that picture. And then we sent it at her as a, a surprise and she got so fascinated by it. And everybody in the, in the hospital was like, wow, you so lucky you, did, you didn't lose your hair. And uh, that that what makes me so happy to see other people being more confident, even if they have a big big sickness like that. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, if you go now into the what if world in the mm -hmm. imaginary world, there's this German saying: "Kleider machen Leute," mm -hmm. so clothes make uh, people. Yeah. Um, what if people could change their hair every day? Like their own hair? Yeah, their own hair, like every day. Through a wig, for example. Yeah. How do you think it would change the character of the people? You can be like every day another character. That would be so fun. I mean, I'm the same with my clothing. Today I want to wear jeans and tomorrow I want to be in a business outfit or I want to wear a dress for like a big event. So why, um, why don't the people do it with the hair? I mean, it would be so great. That's true. How do you think if imagine yourself would wear tomorrow, probably you do it more often now, mm -hmm. if you have like a red wig on, mm -hmm. um, do you think you would be, you, you could become another person, a character, more self-confident or how? Yeah, what of else? course. It's the thing when I put on extensions or a wig on my client's uh, head, and I see it in the mirror immediately that they turn into like the eyes got brighter and they smile and be like, wow, I have so much volume. And then with the wigs, it's such surprising for them because they see, 
wow, it looks so real. Mm -hmm. And then the husband comes in and be like, wow, you look so great with that hair. You should, you should keep it. I made a wig for like a 55 old woman. It was the wife from my client and it was a, a surprise from him to her. And he was like, wow, you look so sexy in, in that you should wear to that dress. And that's what makes me like keep on going and do that to see other people so happy in that. That's and fantastic. they feel like, wow, I'm, I'm much prettier right now. Mm. That's cool. That's fantastic. I have a friend who is a soccer referee in his yeah. free time. And he told me he's a more shy guy, actually. But yeah. he said when he wears the referee clothes, he's absolutely self-confident. Of course. But the thing is, with clothes, you cannot change your... You cannot wear referee clothes to go and work in a bank, right? Yeah. But you can change your hair. Yeah. And still wear that suit, right? Yeah. So from that regard, do you think it's interesting to look changing your hair and connecting with that a certain persona yeah. that makes you feel even more self-confident. So of course. We also do that for men, okay. that if you have no hair on the top of your head, like it comes from when you get older maybe sometimes, when jeans. you have it in your gens, yeah. yeah. And I, the first time we tried it was on the boyfriend of my uh, worker. Mm -hmm. he, ha he, he He's losing all his hair on the top and he's a big team manager from H&M. And he's mm. having so many people working from him. He's the leader yeah. uh, for him. And uh, we made that little toupee on his head. And it's staying on there with glue for three weeks or wow. up to four weeks. You can pull on it. You can go swim with it. Wow. And he's like, wow, now I feel like I also look like a boss. And you don't have to wash the hair, right? You, you can wash it like okay. normal. Oh, it's, really? it's glued on your okay. head. I okay. mean, you need to shave everything underneath. Okay. There's a special technique behind it. It's a mm -hmm. custom-made piece. But he's like, now I look, I wear my suit, I look in the mirror and have that full thick hair. Wow. And I feel so confident that I think I can be a better leader now. Wow, that's And amazing. that's so dope. That's yeah. absolutely dope. Because I think there are a lot of men who lose hair and yeah. get bald, right? Yeah. Um, are there a lot of men also coming to you now as yeah. clients and asking for that? Yeah. Okay. Is it mostly for reasons that their self-confidence is gone and they have leadership positions, for example? For example, yes. Or they want to look younger. I mean, a lot of clients or my clients in Berlin do that hair transplantations. That's also a good way to feel more self-confident. But it's also a cool way to put a wig on it, like a man to pay or man wig. I think women are more easier to try new things, but uh, when it really helps a man, he will do it. Okay. Do you think wigs could be a solution for the long term as well? Yeah. So they can wear it for up to three, four weeks, you said, with the glue and then have to glue it again? Or how does the process work? Um, so there are different ways for wigs. You can put on just a wig without a glue. Mm -hmm. When you are a woman here, for example, you can glue it in the front if you just want to have it for three or four days. Mm -hmm. And there are also more heavier glues where you can wear it up to, you can braid your own hair underneath. Right. Like the Afro-Americans did it first. Now it's coming more and more also to white people and you mm -hmm. can do it. Um, then you can wear a wig up to maybe two or three weeks. But you have to remember that the glue is very hairy for your skin. Very so what? heavy for okay. your skin. It's very chemical. So you need to figure out for what term do you want to wear it. The most of my clients want to wear the wig during the day. Mm. And 
want to sleep without a wig on. Okay, so that would be a solution that for is, the long term. Yeah, that's a solution. So you can put it every morning on. Mm -hmm. I have also clients who have like 10 wigs from me and they, yeah, mm -hmm. in the morning they decide, do I want to be the warmer blonde tone or the more ashier blonde tone, how I feel. But okay. the haircut is exactly the same. That's right. cool. So they can yeah. switch a little bit the style. Wow, that's mm -hmm. pretty dope. Yeah. But would you recommend also to your clients or other people that sometimes a hair transplantation might be better than a wig? I mean, for men, it can be. Mm -hmm. I have really, really good results in my chair. Mm -hmm. But for women, I would say, if you have thin hair since you're a younger, younger girl, why don't you try just a wig? Yeah, right. I think that's interesting if you compare like men and um, women on their hairstyles. For women, to change the hair color is so normal. Yeah, because they put on also makeup up and down, so that's true. they can also put on hair. Yeah, that's true. And if you look for men, I think for men it's still like kind of a taboo to say, oh yeah, I got gray hair and then I colored it. Yeah. Do you think we need a revolution kind of thing on that so more men goes out and say, hey, I changed my color of my hair, I w wear wigs. So. Do you think there has to happen something to yeah. make it more... I mean, social media is going in that direction that people are more honest with themselves and be like, hey, this is my body after I gave birth to a child and I'm really honest. I want to show you the truth. I think it's a cool way of change. I see right now oh, that not everything needs to be very perfect and fake because this is not real life. Mm. And I think uh, men are a bit more shy with things like that. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, I guess it's 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 coming more and more to that, that it be more open up to things like that. Oh, wow. Or be more honest. That's what I feel. I okay. mean, the younger generation, especially the fans I see here for you, you, they're a bit younger than me. I'm 28 right. now. And I would say the most of the fans from her German rap music is a bit younger. And I see these people are a bit more opened up. That's just my opinion. Mm. It's a cool generation, right. I would say. Okay. So they're, they're also a bit more open up and speak out for political themes or stuff like that. Right. With you can see with the Friday for Future thing, for example. Yes. Okay. Do you think social media changed a lot from the beginning where everything was a little more fake? Yeah. And you had like, ah, the, this is your digital persona and in yeah. real life. Because on, on profile pics, everyone looks amazing, right? Yeah. And then in real life, okay, there's something off. Yeah. But do you see a more authentic way happening more and more now? I mean, I heard that Instagram is making their, um, their like the them. likes uh, go away, that mm -hmm. you don't see it anymore. I guess this is a big start of something new, mm -hmm. that it not depends on, oh, she's cool, she's having so many followers, she's she's important. Mm -hmm. so, so then it depends on, or it's more important than how the profile looks like and right. what is the message maybe from the people. Mm -hmm. I also started to follow more and more people who talk about health stuff, who talk about um, your inner health. I want to learn something about uh, meditation and stuff like that. And that's that's the kind of profiles I want to follow right now. And the, not anymore all the accounts who are very perfect, too mm. perfect. Okay, okay, I understand. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. And if you look like from the female point of view with wigs, for example, changing your hairstyle every day mm. and from the clients that you have, do you have any clients who were changed their hairstyle and wigs even on a daily basis so far? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
What is their reason for doing it? Is it really how they feel? Is it's it how they feel. Or a lot of people have a normal meeting day during the day. They want to look normal. In the evening, they go to a red carpet event and want to look different or like clamped up. Mm, That's so why. Do you think people could do that also even if they have like, let's say, a normal job where they go and work in an office space? That would be cool. That would be pretty I interesting. I hope so. Yeah, because I think we need to bring more color and creativity in. Yeah. Because you see a lot of people just on autopilot. And I think we need a change there in general that mm -hmm. people wake up more and connect and work and live again. Yeah. Um, how do you want to push the, the WIC revolution, I want to say, with your branding also more for next year? I guess I want to show that it can be totally, I mean, we produce next week, like a lot of uh, video commercials where we have one woman changing his wig in like every second and that it can be so cool to have to look just different for a day. Right. And it doesn't look surreal because we don't have to put on a blue wig with pink roots and stuff like that. Right. We can do just the easy normal ways of hairstyle mm. and that's also cool i mean when you have a, a styled wig and you put it on and off and the next day it's it's also styled yeah. and you don't have to do something so it's very easy and quick that's true it's also very convenient right yeah. it saves a lot of time probably yeah it saves time okay that makes a lot of sense so from that point of view it makes a lot of sense mm -hmm. but uh even if we would go a little bit abstract now i think even for relationships imagine you're in a relation for 10 years mm -hmm. and you've known each other for so long mm -hmm. that sometimes the change like just wearing a wig can make a difference for, from both partners right yeah of course okay and you can show a different kind of person and yeah you can show a different character put on a different lipstick mm. yeah so why not okay that's very interesting, I think. Have you seen any other countries where people are wearing more wigs, for example, or cities? Of course, the States. The States? United States. Okay. But I mean, there are a lot of people who do it since they're young. I mean, when you see the Afro-American culture, they do it since ever. They learn it when they're young that you can braid your hair and make right. different hairstyles. And then you, one week you wear a wig and then the week later you wear like braids again or you right. wear your Afro like right normal. Right. And um, this is, I guess, uh, a culture where we can learn a lot from that. Wow. So do you think that kind of culture is now also getting more and more popular? Yeah. Among other? Okay. Or it's getting more like mixed into each other, mm -hmm. that it can be totally normal to do that as a white woman as well. Right, right, right. Yeah. What did some of the clients of you told you about when they started wearing wigs for the first time? How they felt maybe you can give a few more examples yeah a lot of my clients uh, were so scared to try it because for me for example it was the uh, it was the same when i had my wig for the very first time on for an event i was thinking like it feels so unreal i guess everybody will look at me so weird and be like what's wrong with her but then I, I attended that event and the wig was just lighter than my own hair. I was blonde that time and the wig was very light blonde, like white blonde mm. with a fringe. And I didn't have a fringe. And everybody, the people I, I met that I know were like, wow, you changed your hair color. It looks so amazing. And I was like, don't you see something? And they were like, no, you look so great. It's amazing. And I was like, but it is a wig. 
And everybody was like, for real? I mean, it looks so great. And that was the thing I started to change my mind because you think when you go out with the wig on your head, everybody sees it. Mm. Everybody sees it and will look at you and be like, wow, what's wrong with her? But no one recognized. And oh, that's wow. cool. That's and when you do that more often, you mm -hmm. be like, no, oh, they think it's my own hair. Okay. That's cool. I made a wig for um, a male influencer last week for the Bambi. Right. Bambi Award. And we made a wig. He's, he's having long, wavy brown hair. And we made the same hairstyle, the same haircut, just in baby pink. Wow. And everybody on the red carpet thought he changed his hair color for the Bambi. And that was so cool. He sent me a voicemail for five minutes. He was like, Risa, I was so happy because nobody recognized that it was everybody thought I did it on purpose to to be like known or be more photographed or stuff like that. But it was just a wig. Wow. Okay, that's, that's cool. pretty dope. How do you think even with people you have close relationships with your coworkers or your partner, if you have a different wig, do you feel like even the conversation is a little bit different because they feel like there's another person? Does mm -hmm. it have any change? No. No, no not at all? Okay. I mean, you can play a different person if you want to go <laughs> for an event as a different kind of style. But no, not really. Does it change your character? Maybe your attitude. Yeah. Does it change something in your attitude? Yeah, I guess yourself? so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It can make you more self-confident. Yeah, but it's the same with makeup. Yeah. It's the same with makeup. When when I put on some makeup on my clients and they feel themselves and feel so uh, beautiful in the mirror, and then of course they start to glow. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Is it also a mechan mechanism of self-defense to a certain degree? Would you say? Mm hmm. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But also wigs could play a role there to build not kind of kind of a wall to make you not too vulnerable, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. And um, where do you think this scenario could go where every day you would go out in Berlin and everyone has a wig on, for example, if you were in that imaginary scenario? Yeah. How do you think that could look like? Because you go in and you have like 14 employees and everyone has a different hair. Yeah. On a different basis. How do you think that I mean, would work could, out? I mean, it could change my way that I look at people and be like, wow, your hair is beautiful. Okay. Because I see a lot of people in Berlin, for example, I see a lot of pretty hair. Yeah. And I see, see a lot of hair where I'm be like, wow, where's the hairdresser? It looks amazing. And I see also a lot of shit. Yeah. Okay. So and I guess if everybody would wear a healthy hair wig, <laughs> it could <laughs> yeah. be so easy. <laughs> Okay, but you also work with extensions, right? Yes. Which role do you think extensions play for people? Exten extensions um, play almost a little kind of the same role because you can put, you can add more volume, you can add a little bit a different hair color, and you can also make your people be more self-confident with their hair because mm. more hair and the more happier you are. Mm, that's yeah. true. Okay. I I'm guess no woman is happy with thin hair. Okay. Okay. Do you see any trends happening in general with with? I guess in in my past when I worked in my hometown or in Frankfurt, everybody was a kind of afraid of um, extensions because it was mm. like extensions or prostitutes wear extensions, oh, wow. and I don't want to be look fake and cheap. Mm -hmm. But 
there are so many ways to make it look so real and I have so many clients where you would never ever think that it's extensions in there because it's just a bit more volume mm -hmm. and in some of the heads of people are like extensions are long and um, till your butt and it looks fake and plastic mm. but that's not the truth I guess when you see extensions it's not good may it's not a good good done job yeah, right so right. when you don't see it then it's very good that makes sense and if people are wearing more wigs or extensions do you think some people if we look on the negative sides become change their character even and play a different role or do you think authenticity is something depending on the humans I guess it depends on the humans, always. Okay, but I think the the level of self confidence would make more sense. Yes. Right? Yeah. Okay. Definitely. Do you have the feeling that more people would need more self confidence? Yes. What do you think would happen if people have more self confidence? They would glow more up. They would be happier in their private life. They would be maybe happier in their job. They would be. Um, they would maybe try to try something else, try try another job and yeah, be more more happy. I mean, you only have that one life. Right. That's what I think. Why do you think more people are less self-confident? Would you say that there's less self-confidence, even if you look 10 years ago to now? Maybe through social media, people compare themselves more. I mean, I have a lot of, I talked about uh, with a friend this morning about it or with the DJ here, because I was uh, telling him that in my hometown, I have a lot of people who I went to school with. They're, so, they're always like, oh, I'm not happy with my job, Teresa. And I was like, you do it since 10 years. Why don't you change something? Oh, I don't know. Um, I'm too shy to try something else and I want to keep it like it is. And I was like, okay, then you're not unhappy enough. Mm. Because people are, are oh, rather unhappy than uncertain, maybe. Yeah, they're not confident enough to just try it. Mm. Where do you get self-confidence? I mean... Besides wearing wigs? I get self-confidence, of course, from... from as a, my self-confident, I guess, comes a lot from my job mm -hmm. when I do good work and people be like, wow, I'm so happy. Thank you so much. That's when, when I'm getting more self-confident. Mm -hmm. It's a lot through my work. Okay. Also from learning from others? Yeah. Learning from others. I have a lot of people in the industry where I'm very close to mm -hmm. and I'm always be like, can you teach me this? Just last week I made a workshop and she's a big celebrity makeup artist. She's doing like Helena Fisher and mm -hmm. Sylvie Mais and she's uh, in the industry since, uh, since 30 years in Hamburg. And she's like, Risa, I, f I think it's so cool that you just booked a workshop with me and you're not like, oh, this is my concurrence. And mm -hmm. this is what I'm very proud of. We wow. should all work together. Right, right. Yeah. I think one thing that I see with people that I work with, uh, if I teach creativity or work them to become more creative that most of the time they spend time with people who are very similar to them in the same yeah. industry but i think something what you have you have clients from all industries right mm -hmm. um do you feel like that exchange with so many experts from different industries helps also your creativity of course of course and also the mindset i learn a lot from the mindset of other people mm -hmm. yeah how would you say like from different industries how do you learn from them 
I mean, they teach you how to be positive in every way, um, how to stand up after you had a bad, um, a bad time, how to just keep on working, how to try other things out and uh, don't be afraid just to try it. Mm. Have you ever taken advice from another industry, from something totally different to yours? and figured out and connected it to your industry and said, hey, maybe I could use it for my... Of course. Okay. I have a client, she's a psychologue mm -hmm. and I had a, uh, like a panic attack four years ago. It was my first ever after a car accident. Oh. And I felt so afraid to go in the plane and go even in a cab or something like that. And I had, I had six, session, six sessions with her And I learned so much from her. I, I even ask her questions as, um, and I'm be like, hey, I have a client, I mean, with anonym, I have mm -hmm. a client and um, how, should I, how, sh how should I get to her? Because she's so um, shy to change something. Like, what's your advice to talk to her and stuff like that? That's why I learned so much from her. Oh, wow. Okay, that's it. And why do you think clients come to you I guess it's a lot of Instagram. They mm -hmm. see me working, they see how I act or with, they see the people I work with and maybe they just want to try it out as well. Or they see cool hair and be like, or nice and healthy and shiny hair and they be like, who's, who's your hairdresser? And then it's like, oh, it's Riza, just text her on Instagram or email. Yeah. I guess it's a lot of that. Okay, and why do they stay with you? What is it that you do with your client that they feel like, wow? I mean, I treat every client the same and I take so much or I just book myself so much time with one client and I don't have two or three clients at the same time. I mean, it rarely can happen, but I want to be like just with them and be concentrated on them. I do consultation appointments with every client in the beginning. It's like a relationship. I want to meet them. I want to see if our character fits. And um, yeah, and if we can work on, on something great with their hair, for okay. example. Fantastic. We had in episode six, Savi Saras, who's an experienced economy expert. So you work with hundreds of brands and help their experience to become better. Mm -hmm. um, which role does experiences play for you in your work? And are you always looking to make the experience for your clients better? Yes, of course. I want to learn so much from other hairdressers. That's what I'm. I'm going to the States uh, next year, and uh, work there in a salon in New York. I just want to learn how they make the coffee there and how how they make the experience for their clients. And even now, I'm here on tour. It's my first time in a tour bus, tour bus, and being for two weeks with an artist. I learned so much from the other. I learned so much from the DJ. I learned so much from the tour manager, and that's what I have and come back in my salon and maybe just I tell my clients from that experience and what I learned about people and about characters mm -hmm. and it makes me stronger. Wow, that's fantastic. I really love how much you learn from so many diverse people. Mm -hmm. But I think and I even think that, that the knowledge that you gain and experience with so many working with so many people from different industries is a very unique thing that you have. Yeah. Super powerful. Um, and I believe in the future more people need that exchange with yes. more diversity. That's I what my dad told me. He was like, Teresa, I was never happy that you want to be a hairdresser, but you want to know what I learned the most from you. You you get to know so many people and your knowledge about people is so big. 
and he, he was like, that's what I'm really proud of you because uh, not everybody can reach that kind of experience. I think I would love to uh, read a book of you at, at some point. <laughs> Just from all the diverse people that you met. I but think then I, I can never work in my job again. <laughs> <laughs> if you keep it an anonym. Anonym, yeah. But just say like different industries. It's and, so interesting. Because I think a lot of people would love to learn more. And we need more people to learn from other industries. Because everything gets automated, yeah. right? People need to become more creative. Yeah. Um, and now coming to our last question. Yeah. Um, for anyone who wants to become more aware of their hairstyle, but also wigs and how they can use it. Uh, we always ask this question in the end. Um, what do they have to do to become 10% more aware of what they can do with their hair? And, or, and what do they have to do if they want to become 10 times more aware of what they can do? It's a difficult abstract question, but maybe... <laughs> I mean, today you have YouTube and everything. You just need to practice. Mm -hmm. Just practice and try things, uh, new things out and don't be afraid to, to try something new. Just get up in the morning or just uh, decide in the evening when you go to bed tomorrow and just try something else. Mm -hmm. And okay. that keep on doing that. That's what, how I started with like doing little tutorials. Right. I was always too shy to do that. And my first videos, they sucked so much, but I was I was keep on doing that for week and for week and for week. And now I'm be like, wow, I really liked the last video. I see myself being more confident in talking or showing some things. And um, I guess it's with everything. You need to just try it and do it more often. Okay, fantastic. Is there any last comment from your side that you have or anything that people should know about you and how to reach you? Uh, I mean, you can reach me on Instagram, uh, Risa dot hair that's my instagram name there you can see everything um yeah and just uh, text me and i would be happy uh, if you have a question that you uh, don't be afraid just to ask it perfect um teresa thank you so much for your time I've thank you i wish you all the best for the last two days of the tour thank you and then see you soon see you soon bye -bye. thank you